It's cracking lovely people's big feed up HQ podcast. We're back in the mix. I've got my friend Shane here who I work with a little bit as well. He's a Mai Tai strength and conditioning coach. Yeah. I want to make sure I get that right. But <laughs> yeah. yeah, we've managed to steal away a little half an hour or so, which is absolutely awesome because I know he's really busy. And um, I think the topic that he wanted to talk about was golf, fat loss and coffee. So, oh, mate, those are the best three topics you could ever talk about. So mate, maybe we take it from there. Well, yeah. I mean, well, <laughs> we've, well, we've been trying to meet up for a while now, haven't we? Been, uh, it's been quite a hard one. We even tried to meet you in Italy as well at some point. Yeah, I but know. That was, that was incredibly hard. I didn't realise how far away I was from you. But yeah, no, golf, coffee and, and weight loss. So I think the best thing I can describe that as I'm, I'm an absolute golf addict. And um, I haven't been trying to lose weight in any sort of you know, way, shape or form. And literally, I just uh, caught the golf bug, um, went out playing golf. And literally, I probably lost... I don't know, like I'd say uh, almost a stone in weight mm. from just so, what was I, 80, 87 kilos mm. and now I'm uh, 83, so what is that? It's not quite a stone, I don't think, is it? You have to work it out. Yeah, I think it's six, six kilos in a stone or something. Anyway, like it's still pretty decent. Yeah, and yeah, uh, yeah literally, uh, all I've been doing is eating the same, so obviously not, not been um, eating too much crap or anything like that. Uh, although I, I do every now and again but yeah just literally walking 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 and uh, the thing is is that you ever heard of like uh, NEPA so like um, no. NEPA if I, if I even said that right so it's like non-exercise physical activity oh what like NEAT so like non-exercise activity thermogenesis yes yeah, so I, I guess I guess it's something along so it's just your steps so obviously if someone's say doing like structured exercise that's yeah. different if someone's doing spontaneous exercise like sprinting for a bus because you know say mm-hmm. London is commuting yeah. then obviously around work and and everything else when you're on your feet I would assume neat is that's what that means yeah you yeah. know that like the movement that that isn't the spontaneous exercise that isn't the structured exercise yeah. is that that you've got another name for it yeah I mean so I, I worked with a guy called uh, I met a guy called uh, Will Davis so he's like a strength and conditioning coach, probably one of the best people I've ever worked with. And I don't, I've actually done a strength and conditioning program un- underneath him. So mm. I said, look, get me stacked and get me ripped. Yeah. And I was completely bored of doing my own program. So like, as a lot of personal trainers and strength and conditioning coaches out, out there will know is, you design your own programs, mm. you smash them, and you've done it for years. And, and sometimes you get into that rut where you, you end up going back to like your go-tos. Mm. So you end up, you know, I was like, you know what? Let me uh, let me go to a, a good friend of mine. I, I respect his knowledge a lot. And let me just sign up with him. So I signed up for him and this is where he, he this is where I found out about NEPA. So I think I think everyone calls it like a certain different thing. So I had my structure tra- of training. And then the NEPA came in. I was like, you know, what's all this NEPA about? It's like literally just get steps in, walk, you know, sort of any activity that is sort of, I don't know, I guess not so intense. So I guess like, you know, I said to him, oh, how about playing golf? And he's like, yeah, yeah, that's class, that's class, it's never. So um, I started obviously off playing golf anyway, but that has literally cut loads of fat off me. And, mm. uh, you know, I guess drinking the, the coffee as well and uh, getting a good caffeine buzz, I'm not sure that's good with playing golf and drinking coffee at the same time, though. No. I don't know, whatever works for anyone. But like you said there, you went from... Because you told me your, your setup, and if you could tell listeners your setup as well, like you finish work, yeah. and then beforehand you might have had a snack, you might have bimbled to the gym, if not, who knows, but now you you kind of finish work, you're straight on the golf course, yeah. and it's a lot of walking, and you're carrying around 10 Mate. kilos as well, and then you have your dinner after, so actually yeah. you've got that 
that eating free period for yeah. what between you know four and 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 like seven or eight yeah. whereas that a lot of the yeah. times where when i work with people nutritionally they're the not the danger hours but they're the time where people are like are oh, between four and six yeah. snack on this eat that so mate it's just another little tool you've yeah. added in to, to up your up your total daily energy expenditure but it, it's massively fun so i'm not thinking about it no and i think this is this is the thing that this is why it's helping massively in terms of you know without even trying to lose weight anyway but the fact that like you say come to work do a gym session so let's say i get up at like 4 30 in the morning come to work right that's about, horrendous yeah yeah i know mate trust me it's it is ah oh, my life right now but uh, a lot of you out there will probably you know feel the same way but get up at 4 30 get to work do your job lunchtime you don't eat you go train you, you grab a quick snack after you train mm. and then you go back back to work and then after that I might grab a snack so i'll probably grab a snack now which is my uh, protein yogurt mm. and then i'll jump on the train for an hour and a half get to the go- get to my car drive to the golf club and then just walk it out for four hours or mm. probably about three hours get home make make my dinner and eat but in that time period there's a massive time where I'm, I'm just not eating anything mm. and I'm literally just it's like it's slow energy expenditure you know it's not vigorous walking around a golf course although yeah. psychologically I'm not sure I think my cortisol levels are through the roof and I think uh, whoever said the, the game of golf is relaxing just has never played golf before <laughs> it is not relaxing it's probably not good for your blood pressure but it is good if you want to lose a ton of weight and you're not you know beasting up the beers afterwards in the clubhouse yeah so in essence it's like just managing managing your intake a little bit more and then just increasing your your steps and your movement at this time of year, especially when it's still light and bright and dry, yeah. mate, quality tactic. I'll tell you what, I, I must I must come off that golf course like completely dehydrated as well. All oh, right. It's so, probably best that you drink water for your concentration. It, it is, it is, it is good to drink water for your concentration, <laughs> but I'll tell you, if, if you ever want to get a quick four pack and look in the mirror and look, and look all good, you know, don't drink any water, go on a golf course in the middle of the summer, you get completely dehydrated, you know, as soon as you look at yourself, you're like, oh god, look at that, four pack's come out again, yeah. as soon as you drink your water again, it's all gone. Yeah, so don't don't eat, don't drink, don't eat, don't play drink. golf, <laughs> only drink coffee, play golf, and you're there, mate, 100%. Mate, solid. So with the coffee, what, you know, when you're up at 4.30 in the morning, do you, yeah. what's, what's, what's the vibe of that, do you, do you put it in then, do you like to wait, because, uh, I know it may sound a, a little bit, um, not geeky but a little bit kind of silly but I tend to because I, I had a few years of, of drinking coffee early in the morning personal training that kind of thing but mm. I have a rule now if I don't get sunlight in the eyes mm. that I, I don't have the coffee until I get really? sunlight in the eyes in the morning yeah uh-huh. just because I have it as a bit of like a I feel like that's when my body's naturally waking itself up because the morning kind of started to happen yeah. so I'll just delay it until I can actually see some sunlight because okay. I used to just wake up, coffee goes straight in. In the summer, it's fine because obviously sunrise is earlier. Yeah. But through the winter, I just make sure I have my first coffee. Yeah. Um, and you know, boost the nervous system once 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 I've actually got some natural sunlight in my eyes. You must have to wait a while though in the winter. Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah. Because what about seven thirty something like that? Yeah, I do. Though? So I ha- deliberately yeah. wait longer. Oh, I don't yeah. know if I could do that, Matt. Yeah. I don't know if but I that's just my that. tactic. So if you, what happens? Are you literally, I you... wake up in the morning, I press that button on the machine, and, oh, right, and okay. coffee comes out. So. Uh, so I'm you're pod manny. Well, I'm a, so yeah. This is this is uh you know as a, as the coffee snobs and the coffee connoisseurs out there, including myself, I'm ashamed to admit, I have gone for the pods, and the, and the reason why is because it's just so easy. So you you pop the pod in there, you mm. press it, bang, your coffee's done, and mm. and you know, you're done in like thirty seconds. But mm. if I had the time, 
because let's face it, getting up at four thirty in the morning for me is still the ne- it's still the previous day. I, I can't believe it's the next day. So yeah. I, I'm I can't you know get get my French press out, put it no. in there, heat up the coffee, wait, let it, let it cool down. And I mean I could get up at four o'clock in the morning, I guess, and and do that. But I'm looking for a quick fix, something nice and strong. Press it down. I'm not even looking for the taste to be honest. I'm looking for that quick hit to make just to make me feel like I can concentrate on driving down the motorway at you know seventy miles an hour that I don't crash. So I just literally get out of bed, press the button, and it's there. So I found that the um, just the cheap coffee pods from uh, Tesco. What's it called? Um, I can't remember. It literally just says pod. Yeah. I think on it, and it's well, decent. It's all right. Well, that's so because there's so many more brands because Nespresso have lost their painting now because there's been that there's been so many. Um, I can't remember what it, how it works, but obviously they would have paid to have the rights, and now yeah. that's ran out. So now anyone and everyone can create pods. So actually. You know that makes it potentially better for the consumer because there's a variety some of them might be yeah. cheaper people can argue like you can't recycle them and things like yeah. that but there is a i've got a few Definitely friends that, that work yeah. and people that i know for a company that that, that make pods they're called crew cafe okay. and i know they can you can recycle those bad pods. Oh, these are the biopods we was talking. And they're in Waitrose now as well. Actually, okay. they're done pretty well. because yeah, so. I am a bit of. A... Maybe I should get them to sponsor my show. No, you should, mate, because I, I'm, I, I do, I do have to say, like, I, uh, I mean, I'm not an eco warrior, but I do, I am concerned about, you know, how much, you know, plastic and stuff like that I use, and if there are things like the sort of biopods like that, I'll be definitely one of the people to, uh, to get that. And because uh, you just pierce it and then you can chuck yeah, it. Yeah, but and you put it in the recycling. There's actually another one I was thinking about. So in terms of the coffee. Um, so I, I like loads of different brands because it's like it was, I think it's called Hawaiian Gold or something like that um, mm. that I, I bought ages ago I really liked it but I could only use it in a French press so what I found recently like you can get on Amazon and all that sort of thing is like it's a little metal coffee pod so it fits in, sort, inside the Nespresso and all that sort of thing and you can fill it with the actual coffee you want so any coffee you want and ah. you can fill it up screw the lid on put it in your coffee machine bang it's done throw the coffee away and that pod is still there and you just, it's reusable reusable so I guess you're not, you know, harming the environment too much compared to, you know, exposable ones, exposable ones. Small time. changes. What's it called? The the actual pod itself. Yeah. Um, I've got no idea. It's just when I'll I put went it on, in the show notes. Yeah, yeah. I I find you it. Figure it out, guys. Yeah, because it's on the uh, it's on Amazon. Just yeah. put in like coffee pod. Yeah. And and it will come up. It's just like these little metal coffee pods. And if you go on YouTube, you there's these guys that um what they do is they reuse their plastic coffee pods. So mm. I'm not sure what the taste would be like. So obviously they use their coffee pot then they just get a bit of tin foil mm. put, it, put it over put their coffee in mm. just put a few piercings in the tin foil bang and they reuse that coffee pod um, over and over again yeah the thing is though I don't know what that would taste like yeah you know if you, if you reuse that the, well, it's important to people isn't it yeah. taste profile is important what's happening when you may be reusing something mm. um, you know metals and heating and all that kind of thing but yeah so when you're not getting up at 4.30 and, and trying to just function so obviously you don't die in the car yeah when you do like a good coffee, yeah. talk me through that and and like what you know. When, I think when do you have it? Because obviously you come oh, here. Mate, I have three. We work in Canary Wharf on on a day yeah, together, so there's a lot of options here. So you know, mate. So I'm I'm coming all the way from Hertfordshire. That's why it takes me because I I moved from Northwest London up to Hertfordshire. It's the closest sort of point out of the city. And if if I let's say I'm doing like a later shift, so I'd have to get up at stupid o'clock and I can come in a bit later. I will I will tend to go if I'm going just like a sort of like a black coffee I will go for the French press and I'll go for um, you know what I can never remember I can never pronounce this this name and it's such an easy name but if I pronounce it it's going to be wrong just let it out I, I can't do it do it you know which one it is it's the one that they had nearly all the time it starts with L the, the 
Levatsa. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, that'll do. Yeah, that's it. So, <laughs> uh, there's this one. It's like you know they got loads of different strengths and stuff. They got one that's um, like a chocolate. It's like a, it's a strength five, and it says it's chocolate on the back. Ooh. Tastes nothing like chocolate. Yeah. But what I will say is a little smoother than the the espresso one. So I do like espressos and macchiatos and mm. things like that. But um, this one that I just literally bought recently, it's a little bit more smoother. And when I put it in my French press, it it doesn't have that sort of after bitter taste. Mm. So I'm not really like, you know, because I've seen the way you do you do your coffees. I'll do a few different types. So that little like so that great. little V60 is is something where you can get obviously you buy the the little um, uh, thing that goes on top of the I suppose that maybe is the V60 unit. It goes on top of the cup. Oh, the press. No, no, you know where you just buy it and you lay it, I, I can lay it on top of a single cup and then I put the paper filter oh, in yeah, it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I just do like 17, 18 grams of coffee and then I just do a pour over. Yeah. So that is kind of more, like you say, when I've got more time and I want yeah. more flavour and I want to taste a coffee. Whereas if I'm if I'm going quick, it will be, you know, something like a percolator. I've got a tiny one that takes because I've got electric at home that can, mm. you know, I put it on quick and it will mm. kind of bubble through in mm. 30, 40 seconds. Um, that I'd love to do. I'd love to try one of your filtered ones. The tall ones, mate. It's great. And then obviously the AeroPress is just another another jumping uh, like another jump for that as well. But the the V60 you should get. It's inexpensive. You can buy the unit again in the paper filters. Yeah. And you just and you just keep it. So you just put it on top of the cup, filter paper in, put your scoop of coffee in, and then obviously you um have that kettle where it's got a bit of a spout on it, so it's a bit more of a specific pour, and it only boils to 93 degrees. So that's the important thing as yeah. well. You don't you don't want to burn that, coffee. Yeah, that's the thing because get find, that kettle. It's worth it. Yeah, because I find with the just the normal kettle that you got at home. Like, yeah, no, you can't use it, that. Yeah, it, no, it, it, leave it, that for cups of tea, yeah. my friend. And you know, you know when um, you know when obviously I came back from Italy, yeah. I bought uh, the uh, little light sort of what's it called that little metal. Yeah, yeah, the percolator. Uh, yeah. yeah. So um, but the thing is, I because my kettle's just a normal kettle, it it and I when I you know put the hot water in and, and it pushes it up to make your espressos or, or whatever it's always burnt mm. it always tastes burnt it's no good but then how do you don't you put it on the heat so i fill it with i fill it with um uh cold water i put the coffee in and then i put it on the heat and then it and then it it boils itself so, yeah so you're not putting hot because that will never well, work i started doing that because i watched a youtube video and that's what it said to do ah and i was like this can't be right so then um so then what I did is I I uh, I um, got exactly what you did. I got it, put some cold water in, and I just let it do it slowly itself. And Does I that work? Almost mi- what, uh, what, just cold water? No, when you add just boiling water and you let it go No, itself. so you've got to put the heat on as well. Oh, I was going to say, and it'll be there forever. Straight away burn. Oh, right. It, it's, it's horrible. But um, but now I put the cold, cold water in. Yeah, and then you heat and it And then up I heat it up, and then it, it does it. But it's still... It gets it, yeah. yeah you have to stand near it. You can't be messing yeah, around. You've got to stand near it. As soon as it's bubbled, game over. Mm. It, it, it just it doesn't taste right at all. It's, it's no good. So mm. that, I think I'm going to have to come around to yours and just have a lesson in making coffee. Oh, mate, I'm not that good. I just practice stuff. Well, they look good. But from a performance point of view and taking your experience with, yeah. say, you know, because people know about caffeine and, and using the gym and, yeah. and running and stuff like that. But what do you think it... For, for, I don't want to use the word fighter, but say someone yeah. who's training... They're yeah. doing mixed martial arts, they're yeah. doing boxing, things like that. Do yeah. you think it can push people the other way and it might ramp them up too much? No. So basically, so my honest point point of view on this is, and you're going to, I've just talked about coffee for so much now. And uh, what what I will say is, uh, 
fighters or anyone that's motivated to go to him and, and smash out a workout, you don't need anything. Mm. You, you can get, if you want to be in that gym, you'll get up and you'll smash out the gym if you if you want it psychologically. If you if you don't and you feel like you know a bit tired and stuff like that, yeah, ha- have have a coffee and stuff. Like that. I never really promote things like um, sort of like pre workouts and stuff like that because mm. I've had myself, I've had pre workouts. People I know, you know, fighters or just people who training or whatever, I've had pre workouts. And nine times out of ten, they always say the same thing to me. They just feel sick. They feel car sick. And it, and it does the other thing for them. So it doesn't make them rage out and go, yeah, I'm going to smash out of the gym. Mm. It makes them feel like they can't smash out of the gym. Mm. And they feel really sort of, I guess, the best way to describe it is just car sick. Mm. And I say, well, if you are going to use these pre-workouts and things like that, then just use half. Mm. Don't don't use the whole thing. I don't, do you use any, any stuff like that, pre-workouts or anything? Um, I, I'm playing around at the moment with my running. I'm using caffeine chewing gum mm-hmm. for the first time. Wow, they have um, that. Yeah, it's I amazing. might just chew on that at work. Yeah, it's useful. Yeah, I think yeah. I might just get on that. Just, just I've got some. I'll give you some. I've got some. Um, my sister's well, housemate. Why raging out though? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my sister's housemate Rec, who I haven't actually met yet. Yeah. She works for a company. God, again, I'll put I'll put it in the show notes. I should know because they sent me samples. I'm like terrible. Sorry guys, but I use um I'll, I'll chew on a couple of pieces yeah. either before a workout if I know I'm going to be moving quicker, okay. or I'll or I'll use it again from some of my running. Um, yeah. you know, if I'm running for more than two hours yeah. and and the intensity is quite low because okay. you know I bimble, I don't sprint all the yeah. time. Yeah. Um, I'll I'll chew on it as well because obviously I can't I can't always dispense a hot coffee. Yeah. And mm. uh, and then also you know again some of the powders and other things like that. Mm. And, you know the taste profile is terrible. Mm. There's other sugars and things in them. So yeah, yeah the, the chewing gum I'm trying at the moment. But mostly if I was going to do a morning workout and I had my double espresso, then that's something I like doing. But again, I don't need it all yeah. the time. And no. if I'm going for a run in the morning and sometimes I don't want to because it might change my bowel movements mm. or you know I don't necessarily want a piping hot coffee in the summer because it's mm. you know it's already warm so yeah I play I, it's, it, I, I move it in and out but yeah. before my running like before my running in October I'll, I'll take caffeine away yeah. for two weeks really? so then when I put it back in it has that feel, performance. Feel that, yeah. yeah. Whereas other people, they can't use it at all. They feel anxious. They feel, you know, they get sweaty. Um, just from the caffeine. Yeah, because yeah. their bodies can't metabolize it. Do you reckon that's a bit of like just oversensitive to the caffeine? Hundred percent. Because yeah. you don't. Some people don't have the genetic snip. Yeah. To metabolize it. Well, it's it's crazy because um, I mean, I mean, the reason why I said you know about the whole psychological thing, you know, if you want to go smash it at gym, you will because I can get up. I can go. I mean, for example, and it's not working out, but. I got off the plane um, from Italy just you know like last week. Got home, plane was delayed. Had three hours sleep. Got up three hours later. Went straight on the golf course and was was completely wired and awake because mm. I was just I hadn't hit a golf ball for two weeks. Yeah. Now I've had the same feeling when I've gone back to the gym. So I've not needed caffeine. I've not needed sort of you know pre workouts and sort of all different supplements. I've just gone right. I can't wait to get in the gym and to go and smash out the gym. Mm. So in terms of like supplements and you know do you need supplements to go into the gym and stuff like that then then no um, you know like I don't think I don't think you really do um, I forgot completely forgot my train of thought now. <laughs> no, but I think it's I, think in- I, came in, I'm <laughs> I think it's individual. It's individually dependent. So yeah. Um, I think you know it's a tool. They're all tools. But I was interested because obviously you've got more of a background. Yeah. As a coach who 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 works or you know is experienced in in. Muay Thai, mixed martial arts. I know you probably, you know, you'd be able to define what you do more, but that 
you know, I was interested in if, if someone's taking something that's going to amp them up, mm. is, does that make them blow their gas tank early and then, you know, they, they, they get tired? Because it was some people when they're, yeah. you know, because it's the most raw yeah. form of yeah. energy expense, mate. You know, when you're one-on-one with someone, yeah. it's, it's I have no idea about it, but then do you want to walk in absolutely guns blazing and then after a round or so of whatever you're doing, not, you're, you're breathing heavy, you can't concentrate because there must be a certain part of you need, you need that mind to be... You know, it's the whole yeah. head in the fridge, body on fire. That's yeah. what I'm trying to say. Yeah, no, I see what you're saying. Um, so I've had, so one of the fighters that I've worked with, um, he he never takes supplements, full stop. I mean, he didn't even take uh, protein. Mm. So he's just he just started to take protein, and um, you know now because it's done a lot more conditioning. But a couple of years ago, like about five six years ago, he had a fight. Now. One of the one of the trainers, they gave him like a, a like a pre-workout supplement in the middle of the fight, which is probably just like like a simple pre-workout from. A, and he never used it before. Never used it before. So he took it, you know, in between the rounds, he was thirsty and he said, "Take this." So he took he took the drink. Felt instantly car sick because oh, he, yeah, he doesn't drink coffee either, and no. God knows how much co- caffeine was in there. Yeah. Felt instantly sick, got out and was like, "I can't can't do anything. I just literally feel." He was battling a guy trying to take his head off and battling the feeling of, of wanting to be sick. Yeah. So in terms of in terms of do I recommend like fighters, you know, taking supplements and stuff like that to fight, I would say if they wanted to, then they've got to do it way before the fight. Yeah. Do it leading up to the fight if you if you want to, or do it on your on your off season where you're not fighting, you're just training, so you know how your body reacts to taking certain supplements. Yeah. Don't take it too close to the fight. Don't take it in the, definitely don't take it in the middle of the fight if you've never had it before. Yeah, that's unbelievable. But yeah, yeah. But the thing is, it's like a lot of people just don't realise how different people's bodies are mm. and how sensitive people are to, to different su- supplementations. So, you know, like a doctor never prescribes you like, you know, medication without asking you first, are you allergic to something? You yeah. know, otherwise your body could be completely, um, you know, shut down or God knows what. Yeah. So yeah, I don't think, um, I mean, I personally don't really like to take supplements or anything like that. I, I like to do it like, all naturally. Mm. The only things I would recommend would be things like uh, creatine and you know protein. Mm-hmm. But for fighters, recommending things like uh, creatine can be can actually hurt them. And the reason why is because they're in a weight restricted sport. So as you know, creatine is going to put a lot of water loading on, and they mm. can put weight on. Then they try and weigh in. And you've got a guy who walks around like 72 kilos, yeah. and he's got at least 10 kilos in, in body weight to step up onto the scales, and he's been smashing out the creatine, and he's like, I can't, I'm, I'm well strong now, I can like bench, you know, 10, yeah. 10 reps out, no problem, 100 kilos, but, you know, I'm, I'm too heavy, I can't, I can't fight in this weight class anymore. So, mm. we have to explain because a lot of the fighters just get onto supplements, they just go right, I'm gonna take loads of supplements now, not understanding that. Certain supplements do certain things, and other ones will actually hurt you. So mm. well, it's daily diet and lifestyle, isn't it? It's like some of the professional rugby players I work with um, start with a team out in in France, and yeah, the French is supplementation is so new that it's not something that's part of their of, of their culture really in sports. So I think when it was brought into that club specifically, they they wanted to dive in because they thought it would you know it would be the best thing for them mm. whereas obviously you know some of the english players that were already there that had been around supplements and things like that for a long time protein caffeine all that they you know they 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 knew that they're kind of top-ups mm. they're things that are extras mm. so it's kind of like you know it's building that bottom-up approach with everyone isn't it anyone yeah. you're working with it's like how are you moving how are you sleeping how are you eating okay then let's talk about the caffeine let's talk about yeah. the creatine let's talk about the protein so yeah i think all, all those things like in terms of supplementations 
<coughs> I just put those right on the back burner in terms of make sure everything else is right first. I like to keep things completely basic. Yeah. Especially when talking to people that aren't from that kind of background. No. No, you don't so complicated. But mate, you're a little, you know, doing a bit more golf. Yeah. Not not eating, not drinking. And no, it sounds, not doing, a bit, I, 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 it sounds a little bit weird, but yeah. it's so simple, but it's it worked for you. It works. I mean, I'm not I'm not trying to say to people don't eat and go on a golf course and drink coffee and, and that's it. No, definitely not. But, um, you know, I think people overcomplicate trying to lose weight sometimes. Mm. They, they go for all these different programs, supplements and stuff like that. Whereas, unknowingly, I proved to myself that walking, being in a calorie deficit and pretty much that 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 it in terms of your calorie deficit i'm eating well and i'm, I'm just walking and getting my exercise in and mm. that, you know i've lost probably you know like like i say almost almost a stone if mm. not if not more but um man it's quality i think we end there for yeah, the first yeah, yeah, yeah. like little uh yeah definitely. little show so. yeah 100 but that's that's it and people getting naked inside the ride are you all right well um <laughs> anyway we this is a bit more of a short episode but it was it was good to introduce Shane and, and we're definitely gonna get him back on the show. So I'll put everything in the show notes and all of the things we talked about. Touch my food. Cheers, guys. <laughs>